The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover a positive path for spiritual living. Welcome to Voices of Unity with Rev. Jackie Fernandez. And this is Rev. Jackie Fernandez, and we are streaming live from the tower at the sacred grounds of Unity Village. And while the temperatures have settled into a cool 60 degrees outside, it is hot here in the studio. I have the one, the only Rev. Ann Tabor in the house. Welcome, Ann. It's so great to be here. So good to have you. So uh, you are here for the Unity South Central Region Conference. That's and right. so I'm taking advantage of the opportunity of having you on grounds <laughs> to get you here in the studio with me. And we have whoo, quite the topic today. Who thought of that? I don't know. Where did that come I don't from? know. I, you Who know, thought this was a good idea? I, you know, I, I had actually, <laughs> we, we did, here's how we have matured, <laughs> is that we both thought... To ask permission. <laughs> Amen to that, sister. Politics and <laughs> divinity. Yeah. And so we did get clearance that mm-hmm. we can we can talk about this. And I'm just going to, you know, Reverend Ellen Devonport said she thought this was fantastic. I love Current her. events, you know, she's like, yeah, I would love to hear spiritual context for that. So we are going to do it. But first, drum roll, please. Thank you. Um, I have a gift for you. What? Yes, hot off oh the press. Oh my gosh. Wow. Not really the press, but kind of. Oh my goodness. What yes, is this it? is very exciting. <gasps> what is it? It's oh Unity. God. Oh my goodness. Unitea. Unitea. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's our newest product here from oh. Unity World Headquarters. Available, shameless plug, oh. online at shop.unityonline.org. Oh my goodness. You and can get, name the flavors. Okay, Myrtle's Grove. Rose Garden, which is lovely, and also, let's see, what is this one? Labyrinth. Oh, my goodness. And if you turn, if you rotate the canisters, so they Uh come in canisters, and you get a tea time affirmation. I am a child of God, and therefore I do not inherit sickness. Oh, yeah. And so I just have to give a big shout out to my team mates, my team members, Caitlin Osman, who's our product development, who worked this idea, and I think it's brilliant, and just in alignment where she sources the tea is just such an alignment with our healing principles and power so it's beautiful and then Paige who um, designed those amazing canister labels these are gorgeous Aren't you know they? I love tea I can't wait to sip this I so can't wait I am going to right now real quick because I can multitask like this I'm going to put that link on my Facebook and I'm going to put it in the comments on the post for this show. So awesome. if you want to go there, again, that's shop.unityonline.org. And, I mean, come on, stocking stuffer. Can Perfect. We, yeah. And Perfect. they smell. I mean, go ahead and open one because I want to get the authentic reaction. Heaven. Right? Absolutely. I'm not even exaggerating. Oh my Are those gosh, amazing? They're beautiful. I and will tell little, you. Oh, my yes. gosh. Beautiful. I had to suffer through oh. a taste testing session. <laughs> Of all the tea options. <laughs> but you know what? I am dedicated to my work here at yes, Unity. You are. Unity. 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 Brilliant. Ah, isn't that great? Brilliant. Brilliant. So, yeah, and it's delicious. We picked the best three flavors according to everyone in the room at the taste testing session. And I, you will not be disappointed. So, and of course, the affirmation. Yeah, I mean, Myrtle rocks. Yeah, of course, oh, Myrtle rocks. Yes, yes. yes always yes, relevant. Yes. I always. am a child of God, and therefore, I do not inherit sickness. That's Amen. Right. Amen to that. So, take that back to Texas with you. I and will serve up some, have some tea time. <laughs> All right. So, Reverend Ann Tabor, for those of you who don't know, obviously, we are, you know great friends and she's one of my favorite people on the planet and I often refer to her as my Ann Tabor and uh, even Siri knows to say Ann Tabor we, we just never say Ann it's <laughs> one Ann word Tabor. one word Ann Tabor <laughs> and it's spelled as one word too um, but not everyone knows you 
who's listening. And so I'm going to go ahead and read your bio oh, briefly, the truncated version, because I, we could be here for the rest of the hour. I can't right? wait. <laughs> I mean, not because not because you're old, but because you've done stuff, right? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you've, you've been doing stuff. And this is the official version, not my own personal mm, version, mm-hmm. just so you know. So you can relax. Reverend Ann Tabor has been serving as senior minister at Unity of Arlington in Texas since August 2015. And I had the great fortune to be there just a week and a half ago and participate in the pet blessing ceremony, which was awesome. And yes, there were horses. We blessed llamas, a pig. Peacocks. Peacocks. I mean, it's Texas people. A snake. A snake. Yes, a snake. And um, and then, of course, to attend Sunday service with you. And we you had invited me and Paul John Roach. That's and right. we did an Ask the Minister session, which was so much fun. They were still talking about it a week later. Ah, awesome. Quite an impression. I love it. Um, so big shout out to your community. Yeah, hey, I hey, love hey. my church. Yes. I love my church. Oh, Extraordinary is. people. They are. They truly Beautiful are. Beings. And the love, and you've been talking about it since 2015, <laughs> the love. And I hear about it when people come back, oh, the love at Unity of Arlington, and mm-hmm. they love their minister. And, oh, Aww. it's so true. So that was, you know, a, just a delight to be in, bathed in the love that is present in your community. Thank you Thank for you, that. Yeah. And you you did skip over one thing. You did. Uh, you played sax. Oh, yeah, I did. You I did. did. And yes. now people know why I call you Saxy. Jackie. We're not telling all this. Okay, all right. Fine. You have to. You have to give me. A, you have to give me a list. I did, I'm gonna get. Oh right. <laughs> but you did over the rainbow, and it yeah. was spectacular and mm-hmm. wonderful, and you touched everyone's hearts and mm. just loved it. It was wonderful. That was yeah. fun. That's yeah. something I need to do that more. Mm. Get that sax out, dust mm-hmm. it off. So, um, of course, Reverend Ann is the founder of Daily Fillmore on Facebook. And this is a great page that has been sharing daily quotes by the Unity co-founders Charles and Myrtle Fillmore on Facebook and Twitter Mm -hmm. since 2012, Mm -hmm. as well as spiritual sassafras, new thought reminders, which you can follow on Facebook and Instagram. So awesome for the social media being worked with Unity. That's beautiful. And so filed under fun facts. Again, this is the official Filed under fun facts, before answering her call to ministry, Rev. Ann Tabor was a film and TV producer living in Los Angeles, California, where her primary focus was post-production while working in network television. A few of her credits include Damages, The Twilight Zone, Soul Food, and In the Heat of the Night. Yeah, which brings me Mm -hmm. to the other fun fact. Mm -hmm. She is married to a saint. (laughs) The saint, David Hart. And you guys have been married for 21 years. A long time. I mean, it's been a minute. Yeah. We met in 1993 and we got married in 1998. And uh, I do call him my husband the same because yeah. he's just this—he's just the sweetest soul. He is. And for anyone who answered their call to ministry, I answered mine yeah. at fifty. Uh, you can only imagine what. Hey, honey, I'm going to be a minister, you know. And he said, "All right." You know, uh, so uh, I mean, yeah. he said more than all right. He, he did. Is, I mean, <laughs> he is on board, and he yeah, he is amazing. So, also, amazing. hey, David, yeah. I'm sure you're listening. So, big hugs to you, and you have three wonderful grown children, we do. seven amazing grandchildren, yes, and do. way too many cats and dogs to mention or even admit. To I live having. in a, I live in a kennel. That's I mean, all I'll say. We'll leave it at I've that. I've been there. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But it was fun. <laughs> Take extra allergy meds. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Politics mm-hmm. and divinity. We better we better set this up. Let's give me give me some wisdom. Let, let, let me do just that. So now I'm going to file this under. I saw it on the internet, so you know <laughs> that it is true. Uh, it, and either Gandhi said this or or Einstein. I'm not sure Mahatma Gandhi or Albert Einstein, but it's just so perfect. Those who believe religion and politics aren't connected don't understand either. Oh, yeah, that's so good. Say it again. Say it again. Those who believe religion and politics aren't connected don't understand either. Yeah. Mm. I just love that. You know, I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) All, All of the master teachers speak to politics in one way or another. Indeed. 
the Bible, the Holy Bible, is filled with politics, mm-hmm. filled with the story of the Hebrew people, Old Testament, mm-hmm. working out their governance, their experience of community, and their experience of God, of the divine. Um, Jesus, uh, hello, you know, he was really speaking to the politics of the time and to the religious leaders of the time and making changes. And a disruptor. He was a disruptor, turning tables in the temple. (laughs) At least once. And, I mean, (laughs) we know know how that worked out for him. It was, (laughs) you know... Well, you know, it's interesting because, because, of course, you know, any of us who have been to, you know, and the, the holidays are around the corner, any of us who've been to a family dinner or, right. you know, um, any kind of like, you know, co-worker conversation, you know, we're taught like don't mix the two, right? right. And so many of these issues really perhaps are not even political, but they are politicized. Yeah, that's such right? a good distinction. Um, and so can I just mention a few of these, the, the current hot topics? Oh, shall yeah. I? Oh, yeah. Let me take a deep breath. Okay. <sighs> well, there is the current presidency. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, that, I'll yeah. just start with that one. Yeah. Um, and which, you know, has happened many, many times throughout our history, right? Yeah. It's just oh, that yeah. right now yeah. we happen to also be living in unprecedented times yes. with regards to that. Yep. Um, let's see, gun control, mm-hmm. racism, um, you know, some might uh, phrase that differently as uh, white nationalism. Uh, there is immigration. Um, and within that, um, you know, some might parse that as immigration reform. Uh, others might say, well, can we just not hold children in detention centers that are privatized and make a lot of money? Um, there's mass incarceration. Speaking there's, of privatized and making a lot of money. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, there's LGBTQ rights. Uh, there is uh, climate change. Go Greta. Uh, and of course, there's the opioid crisis, and it is a crisis. You know, um, was it just last month in Oklahoma there was a landmark ruling um, against uh, big pharma in that regard? So that's just a few, honestly. That's just you know, that's just you know. So there, we could go on and on oh, and we could on. Go on. We could go on, and it's some of what I hear in that those words, and maybe it, what I feel too is anger. Exhaustion, desperation, stress, anxiety, hopelessness. You know, and I think so maybe part of the like let's separate religion and politics is because how can we find good hope and all of these things in the midst of that list, that just starter list that you just went through? Well, you know, I think a great place to start is with our master teacher and our way shower, Jesus. Um, you know, he was pretty clear uh, in saying, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your might, with all your soul, and love your neighbor, you know, as yourself. And I, I think within that is, well, do we love ourselves? Mm. Um, you know, he also said, what I do, you can do and even greater things. And what I say to my congregation is some of us just wish he hadn't said that. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's yeah. (laughs) So I I don't again, I don't know that these are these these issues are necessarily I mean, but but they are politicized. That's that's Mm -hmm. what happens. Mm -hmm. And. In the unprecedented time that that we're living in now, we are also born for such a time as this. You know, each right. person, I I actually ordain all of my congregants as spiritual ninjas, mm-hmm. so that they can be a presence in the world, so that they can be an uplifting voice. I'm a proponent of resilience, yeah. not, not resistance. Resistant. Resistance, yeah. as much as we would like, is not a spiritual principle. Um, but in truth, uh, you know, Scripture is a great place to start with how we navigate uh, some of these um, challenging topics. I love that. And we've already like just covered like a whole bunch. And I'm like, ooh that, ooh that, ooh that, you know, let's stop. <laughs> let's stop here and talk about that um, because there's there's so much. And um, I love the spiritual ninjas. 
you know, ordaining your congregation, you know, to be that presence in the world, to be a presence for light, for love, for peace. And that doesn't mean avoiding anything that doesn't feel like love, light, and peace. If it did mean that, we wouldn't need to be spiritual warriors or spiritual ninjas. So what we have this phrase we call spiritual bypass. Let's talk about that. I'll be right back. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're going to go pray <laughs> while I talk? <laughs> you let me explain it? <laughs> well, just put an affirmation on it? It's so true. It's so true. I mean, you know... Um, and I know that there's goodwill behind that, but particularly in in New Thought, um, and I'll just stick within our own movement, Unity, so often we just turn to, it's all good, mm-hmm. it's all God, and it's all good, it's all in divine order, and it is. But that doesn't mean that we don't have something to do. That doesn't mean that our, you know, our voice matters. Your your vote certainly matters. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we have to really step into the integrity of that and not, you know, hide our lights under bushels. You know, we're 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 here by divine appointment uh, to be a part of this process. And you know, I I do believe. I do believe that within each of these hot topics and so many more that we didn't even mention, um, you know, there's a greater good that can unfold here. But we got to, what was it, the Quakers that said, pray and move your feet? Yeah. You know, we we got stuff to do. Right. We do. (laughs) We got so much to do. And that's, you know, that's just it. So if we, we live the truth we know, you know, live is a verb. And... And that doesn't mean just in the context of our own personal private space. Mm-hmm. You know, living the truth we know might look like turning over tables in the temple. Mm-hmm. It might look like raising a little heaven, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it might look like having those cru- crucial, critical conversations and and being in it. And rather than using the platitudes um, to sort of wash our hands of it and say, well, this is, you know, it's all in divine order. Therefore, I'll just wait and watch. You know, and within that, I think that's one of the most frustrating things is that so often they do come across as platitudes. You know, people are hurting. Yeah. People are hurting. People are dealing with stuff. Um, and so they really want to be ministered too, but that's what we're all here to do, I believe, is to minister to each other. And that starts with the courage to be in the conversation, not with the, um, you know, with the idea of trying to convert anyone. Right. <laughs> you know, that's not our, that's not our business. Uh, but to just be the presence, the presence of God, the expression of God that we all are. I love that. You know, and it's so important to like, Mass shooting, after mass shooting, after mass shooting. And so you ask the question, what what good does it say, or does it do to say it's all in divine order when people are hurting? Amen. When, you know, so. I know in, in, in my state of Texas, of the 10, I believe I have this right, someone will let me know if I don't, <laughs> um, that of the 10 historic uh, mass shootings in history, four of them have happened in Texas, and two of them in r- recent history. Um, and so, when I go before my congregation, it's interesting on Sunday mornings, and I and I see this both from the perspective of the minister, the spiritual leader, as well as the congregants, um, because I cannot not address that. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be a spiritual bypass. Right. Um, but it is a very fine line in how I do that on a Sunday sure. because, you know, many of my congregants uh, want to hear about it because they want to be ministered to. And then there are some congregants, and, and I understand this, uh, you know, it's the last thing they want to hear about on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's not why I go to church. You're like, yeah, I'm literally heard that like in the last couple of weeks that's not why it's not what I go to church for I don't sure. want to hear about it I've got CNN on I've got that's NPR right. I've got my news sources I've got you know social media I, I, I need a break 
And, and speaking of that, I mean, as a minister, and I'm, I'm sure others can relate to this, like, I don't, you know, on Sunday morning, now, my practice, I have to check, check CNN. I have mm-hmm. to check, um, you know, Fox News. I mm-hmm. have to see what, is hap- what has happened since I went to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that is also part of my responsibility as a minister and as a as a spiritual leader. So again, it's a fine line on both on on both sides there. Well, yeah, and we, I mean, what you're talking about is being able to be present to what's happening and to how people might be feeling, especially as you're describing these things that are happening in your community. Um, and I'm thinking even back to the, the hurricanes, right. you know, which is not political, but it becomes politicized when it, you know, becomes a matter of um, help and relief and all of that. But being present to what's happening in the hearts and the minds of people who are showing up. Yes. At your church. Yes. Yes. And then you also mentioned uh, the holidays. <laughs> so, you know, as if coming together <laughs> as family groups. Or friend groups, however you spend your holidays, wasn't hard enough, uh, challenging, and, you know, all those buttons get pushed, and, you know, anything that was sort of left unresolved from the last holiday might come up and arise and stuff, but then we also have... Um, so much, what feels like, and I hear people talking about it, so much division, especially over politics right now, in a way that to some degree feels, you know, and I can only say this because I'm living right now more personal than perhaps it has in the past, but I would add to that, that's possible because as you said, we are all here at this time for a reason because more people have a voice, you know, where there may have been a time before where women weren't in certain contexts allowed to give their opinion or to even speak about such matters as they politics. They were not. You know, um, you, people weren't, you know, the LGBT community was not able to bring a spouse to Thanksgiving dinner. There wasn't even an avenue for having a spouse. So as these um, experiences that impact our relationships with each other um, that have been politicized are literally showing up at the dinner table, um, we got to face it. And how do we do that in a way that lo- love, peace, joy, living the light and actually living the truth we know? Yeah. You know, one thing that I have found, uh, and I share this, um, uh, and, and folks might find this helpful, you know, should you find yourself in the midst of one of those crucial conversations, um, because I believe we, we want to step into being uh, present in that way, um, if it gets a little heated, you know, you can always say, gosh, you know, I, I, I see it differently, you know, and uh, if there's an opportunity and if you feel comfortable, you can share an experience. You know, I used to see it this way. Now I see it that way. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we could have a deeper conversation at another time. But it's always, um, you know, there's a lot of wisdom in just saying, you know, I just see it differently. Because I think that helps create the space for uh, not necessarily making someone right or wrong, uh, but just stepping into also your own integrity, you know, right. and having it not not just spiritual bypass, uh, right. <laughs> which is, you know, oh, right. it's all good. It's mm-hmm. all good. It's all good. You know, God's mm-hmm. got God's got this. You know, mm-hmm. God's mm-hmm. got which, of course, is true. I want to say again, it's absolutely it's true. not not true. Right. Right. <laughs> and. You know, there's an and uh, here, and you know we are called to to use our voice, to use our vo- votes, to um, you know to help create some of the change that I believe. You know, change gonna come, yeah. right? Some of the change that is uh, that is unfolding. Well, I think a good sort of litmus test, you know, perhaps just a self check, and we gotta be careful. We aren't checking other people in this regard, but we check ourselves <laughs> in this regard. That if I if I'm saying something like God's got this, or it's all good, or it's all in divine order, am I saying that to call myself up into that knowing, or am I saying that to shush somebody else, mm-hmm. or my or to let myself off the hook, mm-hmm. right? You know, to avoid something, mm-hmm. and you know, and it could be step one. I'm going to deflate my own feelings and experience here and release that God's got this. All is in divine order. Step one. And then step two, I'm going to lift my thoughts into 
truth and out of whatever emotional reaction I'm having in the moment and, and to look around and see the face of God and everyone around me and, um, and, and, and be with that in a real honest and truthful way, which may mean, and we're going to talk about this later, or I see it differently, or maybe we can't talk about this, um, in this circumstance Mm -hmm. and to be okay with that, but to not just sort of use that as that spiritual bypass that we've been talking about where now I'm not responsible. That's right. You know, so many of us, um, uh, and, and you've probably heard this over time as well, oh, if I had lived during the Holocaust, mm-hmm. if I had been alive during, mm-hmm. you know, fill-in-the-blank tragedy, horrific, you know, uh, horror uh, to humanity, you know, if I had been around then, then I would have. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. You know, there's some really horrible things happening, right? Um, and uh, and we only named a few. We only named a few, and much <laughs> right, of this is much so of this is not new. Time. You know, yeah. I mean, some things are yeah. new just by virtue of uh, invention. You know, right. I mean, yeah. you know, guns. You know, right. gun control. That's you know, it's a it's a, it's just a different experience and a different presence than what you know has existed in the past opiate opiate crisis you know it's right. just a different thing now but these issues that become politicized have existed since probably two people came together <laughs> i mean maybe there was a third you know maybe you needed a third person to sort of <laughs> cause the real conflict it's easy enough for two people to agree <laughs> to just see something the same way and then maybe the third person is like but what about this? And now we've got triangulation. And but you know, I want to come back to too. And we're almost um, we're almost time for the break. So, um, but this will be a good little teaser to come back to the the concept of resilience versus resistance. Well, one so of I think my favorite, really important. Yeah. So I'm glad that you brought that up. And there is the music. So we are going to take a quick break and drink a little water and take a few deep breaths. And we'll be right back. listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Voices of Unity with Reverend Jackie Fernandez. And we are back. I've got Reverend Ann Tabor here in the studio with me, and we are continuing our hot topic, hot conversation, politics and divinity. And so where we picked up or we left off before the break, and I'd like to pick up, is you talked about, Ann, uh, resilience versus resistance. Of course, resistance being a very politically charged word. And in unity, we have the saying, what you resist persists and so and that's an actual spiritual law right i mean it's it's not just a saying it's 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 a spiritual law so um the word resilience talk about that i love this word i love saying it i love hearing it i love how it sounds Um, although my congregants don't always love it when i say resistance is not a spiritual principle Ah, i don't like it when you say that i know and, you know, particularly in the last couple of years, it's become a battle cry. Resist, yeah. resist. Yes, it's in my blood. Um, and I, it is in your blood. It's I totally mean, in my blood. You, it is in your blood. I mean, you are the niece of a living legend, Dolores Huerta, you yeah. know. So, I mean, you, you know, it is in your blood. I believe it's in all of our blood, or I want yeah. it to be, you right, know. But right. it's not, um, you know, we can, uh, as we know better, we do better. Yeah. Um, and instead of against... It really is about using our voice, what we are for. That's the difference between resistance and resilience. Um, And, you know, listen, I got the hat. (laughs) You knitted it for me. 
I got the hat. I love wearing it. You know, the, my, hat. the, the hat. The hat. The hat. The Yours kitty, wasn't pink. It was purple. Purple. The kitty cat hat. Yes. Um, I, you know, I understand the movement. And look what change is happening because yeah. voices are being heard. Yes. My caveat is let your voice be what you're for, not what you are against. Because mm. not only what you resist persists, but, um, you know, the granddaddy of all spiritual laws, and we love it uh, in unity, uh is, uh, you know, what you focus on expands. And so if you are focused on being against something instead of what you are for, you are very likely going to get a whole lot more of what you are putting your energy against instead of, um, you know, uh, putting that energy towards something that you want to see. That's the difference. You know, that's why Gandhi said, be the change that you want to see in the world. You got to be it. You got to show up as it Mm -hmm. right now. Today is the perfect time. Yes. Versus, and and so resilience. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that as, I mean, a spiritual practice, right? Resilience. And so that is this um, idea that, um, well, I'll go back to my list, anger, exhaustion, desperation, hopelessness, anxiety, and all of that, um, you know, seeming chaos that's in the air and that crud that, that comes out of um, the, the fight yes, and the resistance, really. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. You know, and, and let me go back to my <laughs> list. Yeah. Uh, the current presidency, mm-hmm. gun control, mm-hmm. racism, white nationalism, immigration immigration reform and like can we just not put precious children in detention centers that are privatized uh mass incarceration same lgbtq rights climate change opioid crisis uh legalizing you know marijuana uh the list really does uh go on and on but within that um, and it, we've talked about gun control, again, because in my state, um, you know, isn't this interesting? Right about the time, um, uh, I think this was after the El Paso shooting, but uh, another shooting not considered as mass as that or what had happened at uh, Sutherland Springs, the Baptist Church. But uh, this was just a few weeks ago in uh, Midland and Odessa. Um, there was a, a shooter on the highway. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was on a Saturday. And then on Sunday, what went into effect are new, more lenient gun laws in the state of Texas. And so um, at the same time, you hear um, you know, certain voices bringing, um, bringing ideas to the table. Well, let's buy back assault rifles. Let's do this. Let's do that. Those are actual ideas for good because Mm -hmm. when it comes down to it nobody wants to see these uh, mass shootings no one wants to to see that so in these moments it's kind of hard to to think resilience versus resistance because it would just be so much easier to resist Mm -hmm. right but the resilience is in finding solutions the resilience is looking at something that is tragic and knowing that there is good to unfold here even if it is painful uh, in the meantime Um, You know, I mean, that's just a that that is a real life scenario happening right now. And I do believe, you know, there's uh, Dick Sporting Goods there. You know, there are people out there that are making change for good by being resilient to this, doing what they can as opposed to just being against it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes absolute sense. And what's kind of going through my mind right now is um, our, you know, in unity, we have the concept of 12 powers and that power of strength. Yes. Which is endurance. Perseverance. And yeah. And so and the misuse of that power might be in resistance, you know, using our, our strength to resist mm-hmm. and and um and our, our grit to be against something instead of bringing that endurance to be for. What are we for even in the midst of, you know, tragedy, in yes. the midst of pain, in the midst of suffering, how, you know, how we can call that power into that perseverance and into that endurance. And the commitment to stay the course yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's all a part of why we really are living. I mean, all you have to do is turn the news on. Um, we really are living in unprecedented times and in many, many 
ways. But within that, you know, my, um, you know, my voice for good is that within that, you know, we have to step into what is our part. What, it, what role do we play? What, you know, I, I'm constantly asking myself, what is mine to do within this? Um, because that's important. Mm-hmm. I also, by the way, I just want to, I just want to say this. Um, say it. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's why you were here. Say it. <laughs> say it. It's so easy. And I, you know, I have to check in with myself on this as well. It's so easy to just uh, get caught up in the drama du jour in the 24-hour news cycle. So and, you know, as spiritual ninjas, we have to step away mm-hmm. from that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing to to be aware, spiritually aware, consciously aware, emotionally aware, um, but it's another thing to be inundated by it. Right. We don't have to immerse ourselves yeah, we in do. That, that. That's not what we're looking yeah. for here. And especially, I mean, like, you know, the CNN running... 24-7, you know, it's over and over again. It's not new news. You no. know, they're, they're not reporting, you know, the, the way the news That's cycles right. run right now. They're, it, it's it's commentary. It's, you know, conjecture. It, you know, it's like, like more you can get the actual news in a very short period of time. Yes. And um, and then and, move away, you, which is not the same because you for a while. Uh, sorry. Like, as people who were like, I never watch the news. Right. I just can't. It's all the negativity. Now, there is a self-care component to that for periods of time to, to be. And there are other ways to get updated on what's happening in the world around us. But that uh, spiritual bypass of, well, I'm just going to close my eyes to it. That is spiritual bypass, yeah. for sure. Um, speaking of the news, um, one of my pet peeves uh, is the bad rap that thoughts and prayers. Oh, I know. Has gotten because that does sound now like one of those platitudes mm-hmm. um, because people want to see real change, particularly after, you know, some kind of horrific event. Um, and yet we should, you know, <laughs> we should always begin with prayer. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of my favorite memes is, um, have you prayed about it as much as you've talked about it? Mm-hmm. Right, so we should always. I wish that meme pray. hadn't been invented. <laughs> if Jesus hadn't said, "And greater things yes. he will do," and, and that meme, have you prayed about it as much as you talked about it? But it calls us forward, doesn't it? Oh, I mean, it yeah, really it reminds us that we've got stuff to do. So pray about it. You know, find out what is yours to do and then go do it. I yes. mean, that is our fifth principle. It's not just to, enough to know that we are yeah. one, that we're one with God and each other. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to know that, you know, you're a beautiful expression of God and a spark of divinity. It's not enough to just know that uh, thoughts in mind produce after their kind. Uh, it's, you know, it's not enough to, I mean, sometimes I think, you know, the the prayer, uh, um, the principle about prayer should be number one, right? right? But that's just a component. You have mm-hmm. to pray and move your feet. Right. It's that movement from the fourth to the fifth principle, which, you know, I call prayer to action. Amen, sister. And, you know, and for me, that, that phrase started as a hashtag for me, hashtag prayer to action, in response to when we were just having these endless cycles of school shootings, mass shootings. Um, we, we got clobbered with the hurricanes, you know, in Texas, in fires. fires, like all of this. Yeah. And I was um, managing the social media for Unity Worldwide Ministries. And so, you know, I was responding it was my job to respond and then um and so i sort of developed this hashtag and used it personally and as a a centering point for me to not be overwhelmed by how do i speak yet again in a way that you know on social media that still feels um meaningful and true and doesn't feel like a platitude of my, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with the people of, you know, impacted by the fires and the, you know, because I think the big turnoff, and I've seen it for people, is when a, a certain political group who is working in a way that seems to perpetuate a problem says, our thoughts and prayers are with you, then it feels incongruent. Like the actions that we're calling forward, we're not seeing the actions that support. And and so anger arises mm-hmm. and these emotions and so it becomes a huge turnoff. And if you end your 
whole, not, not even just your thought, but if you end your action at that point of our thoughts and prayers are with you, that's a huge turnoff. And, and that can be enraging. And so um, I will tell you, it was um, when the Las Vegas shooting happened and I was there with my family. We were on the north end of the strip. The shooting was in the south end. And, um, but we were, with my older daughter, Josie, we were trapped at the top of the stratosphere because they, they were in full on emergency mode and they shut the elevators down. And we were up there without any mode of communication because we didn't take our phones with us. We were just going to ride the rides up there. But what we could see with a bird's eye view is the highways on either side of the strip having been shut down and droves of emergency responders just going, you know, down each side. We could see buildings surrounded and and we could hear the chaos around us as people were checking their phones. And it's a little, it, more than a little unsettling to be trapped on 100 and, you know, 109th floor um, and to not know. It's the misinformation that was happening at that time. Multiple shooters, <clears throat> you know, all over the strip. We, nobody had accurate information. It was, everything was getting tweeted out as quickly as possible. But, you know, chaos ensues. And the people on the ground couldn't tell. They were, they couldn't tell where the, bullets were coming from so it was like that personal experience where just there was something that just switched inside of me that was like okay enough for me like I have to engage this in a different way where and where's my frustration you know as a unity minister where can I impact a conversation where can I put my prayer to action Um, and so I sort of have started formalizing that and thank you for the invitation this week to present a workshop at the Unity South Central um, Conference here um, at the village and to have that conversation and to really formalize a way where we can engage our um, congregations in a, in a deeper way in, in taking that movement from prayer to action, <clears throat> accounting for fatigue, accounting for personal passions and interests and accounting for all of those elements of, you know, also we have a life to live, you know, and so how can we engage um in our communities in a way that, um, you know, doesn't cause exhaustion, that doesn't cause overwhelm and bring more of that forward. Well, um, I, I want to just circle back for a minute because you shared such a personal experience. And I, I remember when you were there and I remember having such, um, I remember going into prayer yeah. for you and your family because yeah. I knew you were there. Um, and what a... Um, you know, what a revolution, evolution to come out of that and know that there was something personal for you uh, to to grow a spiritual maturity there and how you might, uh, you know, share that that others can't. Um, so thank you for that. Um, you know, I also want to say, again, back to unprecedented times, you know, some, there's been a couple of these other mass shootings that involve people that were there in Las Vegas. Yeah. I mean, how yes. bizarre is that? How bizarre is that? Well, it, it speaks to how prevalent this is. Like, yes. It's everywhere. And that means if you travel, which we do, yes. it's going to happen. You know, it well, quite possibly will not, happen. In not our affirmation. Yeah. But I yes. mean, right. But yeah. the statistics yeah. are playing out in this yeah. way. But it is still shocking. So I, I want to say that um, within the thoughts and prayers um, uh, under that spiritual umbrella, is that we want to pray for the shooter. Yeah. You know, something so simple. Let's remember to be kind to each other. You know, because the folks that are in that scenario are not, uh, you know, uh, following, you know, the teachings of our master teacher and way shower, you know, to love, uh, love your neighbor. And so... Um, the other thing I, I think that happens often just in the course of these kinds of uh, conversations and dialogues, which is so beautiful that we got to do this today, mm-hmm. um, is that people will sometimes misinterpret what they hear, not what was actually said. Yeah. And so I want to just also say very clearly that um, this is a great analogy. You know, uh, it, it, it's a bird has to have a left wing and a, and a right wing to fly. So it's not about one or the other. So many of these topics are not necessarily left issues or right issues. It's about, um, you know, uh, checks and balances, sure, Mm -hmm. right, but just spiritually being able to not just sit on the sidelines 
um, and to just really pray about what is yours to do. What is yours to do uh, since you're here by divine appointment, um, and how can your voice be used for good? Amen. <laughs> Amen. And that's just it, because if we if we all make that commitment, then even with the diversity of divine ideas, even with uh, the diversity of opinions and interests, um, regardless of how they're motivated in terms of, um, well, let me say this, motivated in terms of good for all, good for community. For all concerned. And for all concerned, yes. Then what will come forward is the best idea, the best outcome, which will be some sort of conglomeration I think of multi- multiplicities, right, yes, of yes. ideas. It's not, there isn't just one way, but the more we each come forward and speak into it, then, you know, and we're doing that resilience, not resistance. We're being for what we want to see. It becomes shaped, you know, by those around us. And Yeah, I mean, we choose what we focus on. Right. So again, not to not know what's happening. Right. Just not be inundated by it. But I believe true resilience, spiritual resilience is knowing what's going on. It's being aware uh, and then choosing what you focus on. Yeah. <laughs> it's so critical. And it's, you know, because it's in the it's in the bigger context when when whatever is happening, whatever, you know, your list of ideas, <laughs> uh, you know, a specific incident and, and the proximity to us, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, because it happens in the world, which impacts each of us just knowing about it, that this is what's happening out there. You know, watch out for the crazies on the highway. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it changes how we greet and, you know, and say farewell to each other, yes. you know, in that way. And then, you know, and I'll say that, um, whew, I've only said this once in front of people, but I'm going to go ahead and just put it out here because it's true. Um, when we were in Vegas and so I had family in the car waiting for us. And, you know, like I said, we didn't have communication, but I asked someone there to use the phone and they, whatever, and synchronicities that just happened to be from the area where my mom lived, you know. So there was just, you know, just that safety there and you're just looking for connection in those moments. So I was able to communicate with the family when they finally let us down. We got in the car and they let me drive because I've, I have family there and I've grown up in Vegas. I know the town well. And my dad happens to live a few miles off the strip. So I was like, that's where we're going to go. The strip was still closed down. And we were staying at the hotel on the south side where everything was happening. But when I started driving, I was upset. I was scared. My mother, my you know aunt, my grandmother was, you know, we didn't know where she was at that point. Um, you know, my stepdad, my my children in the car, and you know, people. It was chaos. People were stopping. You know, where they should be driving, and I was just like, I was angry. And my aunt says from the back seat, "Are you okay?" And it was just like it just stopped me. Like, okay, <laughs> like I'm acting out of fear and you know mama bear like I can get my family safe and you know anyone any obstacle to that you know was reacting emotionally to and the answer was no I was not okay you know but it was it was an invitation to to be in in my strength and in my higher self and to know that that I have a road to safety I have a best outcome for us and to just be in that and present to that in a way that um is community-minded well and and critical thinking yeah I might add yeah. um, to be able to be grace, yeah. um, you know, in in a situation like that, you know, I, and I I just want to throw in here, you know, often when we talk about these horrific events, um, folks will say, "Well, where was God in that?" Mm. Well, God was in the person who showed up with a phone for yeah. you to use, yeah, you know, um, and we tend to forget that little thing called free will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and how these um, events um, can even be cultivated, right? And that's why we must remember to pray for 
not only the shooter, but to be kind to each other because you never know, as they say, what, you know, what someone else is going through. Absolutely. And I'll say by the time we got to the bottom, you know, um, I got my phone and was just sort of doing a check on social to see which way to drive. Yes. And what's happening? Because at that point, we still didn't know. Are there people, multiple people up and down the strip shooting? You know, I had seen. You didn't know what you didn't know. I didn't know know what I didn't know. Are there bombs? What is this? Um, So, but what I saw post after post of. I live, you know, three blocks away. I'm coming with water and I can take you somewhere because nobody could get back in their hotel room. So mm-hmm. thousands of people displaced, no safe place to go. Also couldn't get to their vehicles if they had them. But the community members showed up and then people had already started lining up at the blood banks, mm-hmm. you know, people who lived in Las Vegas. So the community just came together and all of that. So when you say, where was God in the midst of this? Mm-hmm. And every person who answered that call to be present to their community in a life-giving way and yeah you know and and something like that a crisis yeah you know people it's not even post-traumatic it is traumatic (laughs) stress happening in real time in real time yeah Mm -hmm. Ah. okay well (laughs) we straight a little bit from the topic but all that to say you know i mean that's a very real life example and the things of you know where what can seem like a platitude of our thoughts and prayers are with you, you know, but that is a very real thing to the extent we allow it to be a very real thing. And we start there, right? We start there. And because that's what helps me to center and not be angry at the other person driving and also unsure where to go and probably doesn't even know their way around Vegas, you know, pause and pray and center and in the truth of who and whose we are. I know some people don't like when I say that. I like whose we are, but I love it. It's comforting to me. But, I mean, (laughs) prayer first. Yes, Yes. always. And then follow your divine guidance. Take action as you are, um, you know, spiritually led uh, to do. And and know that, you know, we're we're all here for a reason at this time because good is unfolding. Yes. Good is unfolding from these unprecedented times. I, you know, like just to say, you know, look, look to the person next to you and. Wow, you know, we're here by divine appointment. Something good is always happening, and you are it. You are it. You are it. I love it. And that's, you know, so, you know, we talked about giving some tools, prayer, action, and then the other piece, what you're saying is the words that flow out of your mouth, too, are a part of that, which we offered in the first half. You know, so I see that differently. I see that differently. I see that differently. Yeah. You know, but, you know, and affirming for each other the divine appointment and you are it. You know, the power of the spoken word mm-hmm. and how we speak truth and give life to what we want to see in the world and the truth we want to live yeah. and see unfold in each other. You know, in my prayer practice every morning, um, you know, I am affirming that my thoughts, my words, my actions and my deeds are in alignment with my true nature, my God nature, my love nature. Now That's I don't a know lot what to say in the I, morning. I know, but like if, before coffee or after? Yeah, coffee. before my feet hit the floor. That's my yes. prayer practice. Before my heat, my feet hit the floor. Oh, that's the music. Our time is up. What? I mean, that's a really good note to end on, though. Yeah, <laughs> yes. in the morning, all things possible. So next week, I have editor of Unity Magazine, Katie Kuntz, with me at the award-winning Unity Magazine, and we have lots to announce about that. So today, politics, next week, press. Hey, it must be uh, election time coming up. (laughs) Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.